make it look easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. What's up? It's me, Elliot, and producer Luke is here as well. Now, I'm really disappointed in myself. I don't know if it's the terrible influence that you've had on me, Elliot, or whether I'm just getting old, but I've become a two coffee a day person, sometimes even three, and I'm really ashamed of myself. Why? I don't know. I always wanted to limit it to one. What? Mostly because all the milk is like too many calories. Yeah, but you've been drinking black coffees lately. Yeah, I do have like an ice long black in the afternoon, but I'm finding myself getting to the point where I'm so buggered by the time we do the show, I have to have a coffee. Such a hard work day for us. I know, I come in at one. But I do other crap in the morning, like Sometimes I went to Pilates it's like today. I too, as well. <laughs> I just like to keep it interesting. I like to keep you on your toes so you don't need a second coffee. Um, we just do skim milk if you... Nah, it's not less calories. Is it not? I feel no, like it's, it's better just, for it's, you. It's got less, it's got it's more got sugar less in milk it. fat in it, but it's got more sugar. Mm. So why am I doing skim milk in exactly. my coffee? That's a good question. They debunked that also... ages ago. They were like, it's not like light stuff. Right. Usually has less fat but more sugar and so fat what's, what's isn't the bad. Good one, then? Regular. No milk. Or like, yeah. Well, no, nah, I'm not going to have... Like, I don't Just mind a full black cream. coffee, but I want a cappuccino. That's my treat every day. Have full cream. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's better for you. I make your coffees with full cream anyway. Do you? Yeah. Actually, oh. you make his with the extra creamy one too. Yeah, the barista milk. Oh, because yeah. you want to be the fit hot one. You won't let me have yeah, my moment Yeah, sabotaging you. No, I just... Well, you're sabotaging me by making Ow. me a two coffee person a day. I am convinced it's your fault. I didn't make you I just tired. don't know how. Sleep in. No, I can't. I'm too much of a doer. What time do you wake up? You're not a doer. Seven. Okay. At the latest, maybe six to seven every day. So why are you tired then? What time are you going to bed? I'm not. I'm just coffee tired. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> like as in. So, no, just to just to break this down a little bit, you're you're saying, and because I want to understand you, right? Which I never will, but let's in a little bit. Let's try. What you're saying is that you are fatigued from your activities in the day but from what I understand your activities in the day are Pilates at 8.30 and then coming to I work at 1.02 Pilates. You went to one you. don't tell fibs, you normally go to 8.30 I went you know, to 6.30 twice this week Okay, do you normally go to 8.30? Okay, 8:45. so let's stick with the story So you normally go to your 8.45 Pilates then you go home and don't do a lot I'm assuming and then you come to work Rude of you to miss, to to assume. I do other stuff like I clean my house or I so you go clean and your get house coffees with people. Okay. And then <laughs> so it's all leisure activities. I do craft. And well, we have a great life. That's what concerns me. I know, but I didn't want to be this two coffee person. You've made me this. Right. Anyway. I swear it's you. It's because oh, you have a coffee lighting. every night. That's what it is. You're doing the gaslighting. This is an actual <laughs> gaslighting example. You gaslighting piece it's of garbage. Gaslight. You are a gaslighter from way back. How dare you? I just think you just need to be better. That's all. As At what? Human not being. like just saying no to the extra coffee and just soldiering on. Do you really no, want to see? No, do you really no, want to no, meet no, that no. side of me? No. I'm already getting to, to the today. Oh, I'm shit at everything. I, I don't need a tired. <laughs> I'm a shit at everything. Oh. At least it's an energized. No, 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 it'd be it. I'm shit at... <laughs> <laughs> what were you it, doing Maybe she's now? better if she's tired. She'll oh, just she fall asleep. asleep in the middle of it. Oh, like she's got something. narcolepsy or something. What's that yeah. again? That's when you just fall asleep oh, randomly. I always get that confused with the other you, one. Yeah, it's when you have great. sex with dead bodies. No, I was going to say. No, yeah, necrophiliac. That's... 
Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Nick. Don't do Nick. that either. No. Narcolepsy. I mean, if They're you do, if you do narcolepsy, it's not your fault. Correct. Obviously, it's a, if you it's do. It's actually a condition. If you do the other one, it is your fault. Unless you fall. No, I don't even want to. No. <laughs> Why are you like so weird. <laughs> How no. did it, we're like a Simpsons episode oh, of a show. Jesus we start Christ. one way and we finish somewhere completely different. You're right, like great intro. It started on coffee and it ended on necrophilia. Consistent and then... That's like the Seinfeld. What is this show even about? <laughs> What's the deal? It's such a great Good show. It's such, such a terrible ending. I just never understood it. Oh, I didn't ever see the ending. Don't tell me. What, what why? do you mean? Of it Seinfeld. was a while ago. It's one of the most... I know, but I might go back and watch it's it. It's one of the most iconic episodes of Seinfeld as well. Did you like the ending? Uh, I was kind of... I just know, didn't I, get it. I wasn't overly attached to the show. I oh. enjoyed it, and then I saw the last episode and I went, oh, okay, I cool. changed my mind. What happened in the ending? They all go to prison. What for? But don't even really remember. It's the Good Samaritan episode. Yeah. They, they, they didn't... They weren't Good Samaritans, so yeah. then they had to go to court yeah, that's wherever right. they were, yeah. and then they all got sentenced for not being Good Samaritans. <laughs> And they ended up in jail. It's up there. It's the second worst TV ending besides Dexter when he sails off into a storm and somehow survives to become a, a lumberjack. Oh, no, How I Met Your Mother was pretty disappointing. I think it's weird in Dexter that I don't talk about enough is the fact that he was married to the chick that played his sister. And then they divorced. Mm. They're not together anymore. But then they kept doing the show. Wait, yeah, hang that, on, hang on, go actress. back. I'm just a little bit confused. Dexter was married to the girl, the actress oh, that played he? his sister. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were she a couple. Was great. What was her name? Yeah, she, she was, was awesome. awesome. I really love the beginning and of that show. And they killed her. Rita's death. That was did sad. they? I never finished it. I finished with Rita's death. I don't think I ever. But then they from did that. a new season where it was Dexter New Blood, where he has a son, and his son kills him. So oh. There's a lot of spoilers in this podcast. Oh. You might <laughs> have, he said he sailed away into some. the sunset. No, so that's the new season. So his sunset is he lives in Alaska or something like that. Anyway, oh. there's new bad guys there. One of the guys looks like Stinky Pete from Toy Story Two, and <laughs> they get rid of all the, <laughs> the bad guys. <laughs> they exactly like him. You Google this guy. And you know what I mean. But at the end of it, um, yeah, he encourages his son to shoot him, and that's how it ends. It's really, what? it's another bad ending. They doubled up on the bad yeah, ending. Yeah, you know what? Just end when you end. Oh. Don't do another season at Arrested Development. What shows ended well? Breaking Arrested Bad. Development Breaking ended Bad. well until it came back. Yeah, so that doesn't count then. Breaking Bad had a great ending. It's yeah. just it was all Game of up. Thrones controversial. I haven't seen it. I didn't that. mind it. It had to end. We I, I were never going to be I happy. I hate it, but yeah, it could have been better. We were never going to be happy. What else do I watch? The OC. The OC had a nice ending. Yeah. Did it? Yeah, because the the last season was a bit batshit. She was, I don't so and then they remember. finally they they were just like, all right, we're done. And then the last episode was actually really oh. good. You know what? This is part of that problem I told you that I have ages ago, where I never watched the ending of shows because then I get really weirdly emotional no, and feel that. attached to it. So if I just never watch the ending, it's never ended for me. <laughs> what about <laughs> neighbours? I should unpack that. Was that was weird. They finished that and now they've brought. Oh it yeah, back I watched the last with Misha Barton. <laughs> The one from that from, the from the OC, yeah, like she's an Australian. She's neighbors. in the. She's Does she in have an American accent? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I don't. I've not watched it. I don't know what she's doing in the show. But anyway, she's I watched in the last episode, even though I'd never watched any of Neighbours, and it was very confusing the whole time. Yeah, I just no, realised I don't think I've had a TV show that I was really satisfied with the ending. Oh, the one recently, Jason Bateman, um, with uh, they live out on the. He does the drug funneling. Ozark. Money. Yeah, I, did, I didn't. Didn't mind you that like ending. Ted Lasso? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Ted Lasso Lasso's ended well. Good. I haven't. Don't tell me about that. I'm currently watching it now. That shows the best from the beginning to the end. Yeah, I don't think there's any bad episodes. It just they nailed it. They did everything right. I loved it. 
People started to hate it because I think that's just what people do. They do. Know. That's the problem. But I'm genuinely like that was the only one I've finished of recent, and it yeah. made me really sad that it ended. So I just I'm not going to oh. finish shows. The end. You know, it's a good show, Shrinking. That's on Apple TV yeah, too. I haven't seen that. Um, I started watching it. The How I Met Your Mother guy is in it. Um, the kind of Marshall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good. It's very yeah, funny. Okay. Oh, and Harrison Ford's in it. It's a great show. Oh, it's strange. It is a nice concept too. This is we don't do enough TV recommendations for each other. Yeah, I know. We, I we, just don't really. Well, watch, you do now. You're well, back. I'm watching Ted Lasso, but which that is was on after Apple you, TV, and so is Shrinking. Yeah, so but I've next. only got a three month trial on Apple TV. Well, I'm sure AB has a subscription because he has one for everything. <laughs> you bet I bloody do, and I'm so oh. willing to share it with you. I've got a little password thing saved with all my various passwords, and my my mum, the audacity. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so she's staying with me, and she got. A new iPad and she's like can yep. you log into all your devices for me again thanks is, is your <laughs> password still I'm going to be sexy in 2015 or whatever no it was, it was hot body 2014 right. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed it to something else oh. that I'm manifesting that you will never know okay well they've just turned all the lights off outside so um, let's get out of here by the way Tim Zoo is on the rush hour tomorrow, tomorrow yes I, I, I feel like I might fanboy a little bit I I don't know much about boxing I do love Tim Zoo well if anyone that listens to this show knows that you do really incredibly over the top Long introductions for every guest. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna make it a minute tomorrow. It's gonna be a full minute. I can't wait. Can't wait. Today, today, uh, Tom Tilly came on and uh, actually sort of laid out some of the facts surrounding this weekend's uh, referendum. Yep. Um, no bias. Completely impartial yep. on both sides. Yeah, and we don't want to talk about it. Just listen. Yeah. Let's not have any aggression. Have a listen. Hopefully, it prompts you to do some more research, and then you'll be ready to go and vote on Saturday mm-hmm. if you haven't already done it. Um, Emma Manselman uh, from the NQ Cowboys. She's playing her well. She's first campaign yeah. as a Gillaroos player Very ahead cool. of uh, uh, the Pacific Championships start this weekend she's as well. And uh, what else? We got some best worst movies and a uh, couple of people who were also almost famous. That's the oh, show. Oh, great Lord of the Rings story yeah. you're going to hear. Oh, that was epic, actually. Trina, I think. That was yeah. epic. That, yeah. was, that was one of my favourite stories of the year. Oh, there you go. That's the show. That's Enjoy. Great job. We'll be back bro. tomorrow. Maybe. Right. Bye. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Housekeeping. This is the time of our show on the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot where we air the dirty laundry and we confront people with certain issues that we have because yep. communication is key. Yep. We need to get it out there, get it over and done with, move apologies on. and whatever else so that we can move past it. Agreed. And there is something this week that needs to be raised with yours truly, not producer Luke, of course, not his perfect. It's you, Elliot. Okay. It's actually not a piece of housekeeping from me, but from an outside source. Oh, so it doesn't bother you? I've received some text messages. No, no, no. Learning about this does bother me. Right. Uh, I just wasn't aware of it until this. Oh, we got a snitch. All right, go yeah, on. We have a leak. All right. Uh, your partner, Abby. Okay. <laughs> Straight up. King of the snitches. Has sent me a number of texts because yep. she's quite concerned about some behavior that you do at home. And look, I'm going to be honest, whatever you do at your place of residence yep. is your private information, that's fine. However, I do fear that this particular action has potential to affect our show. Oh, this is the, Someone so- the could soap see... thing. The soap thing. No, what's the soap thing? It doesn't matter then. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> I think we need to get HR involved in his personal life. Right. Okay, she's written this. I don't understand Elliot's need to wee outside. Uh, it's gross. The grass is growing. Yuck. 
Just wait two minutes for me to get off the loo or go to the loo. You're walking past the loo to go outside anyway. And then <laughs> after he pees outside, Elliot proceeds to wash his bits in the sink. Because <laughs> you've, you've talked about this on the show before, the fact that you pee outside. Because you think it makes you feel like a man or an alpha dog or whatever and your dogs pee near you. I didn't realise you were doing it for every toilet trip. Well, not for twos, but uh, look, here, there's a couple of reasons why. One is, obviously, I'm a man of the people. I'm not elitist. If, if the outside is good enough for my dogs, the outside is good enough for me. I no, like your dogs would go to the toilet if they could. I like to look up at the stars when I wee. And and the unnecessary information, the sink stuff, I, yeah, I like to wash. I like to wash after every time. That's just me. That's a bit what? weird. In a sink. Yeah, like the bathroom sink. I walk. That's pretty sorry, gross, Elliot. I'll, I'll walk. <laughs> I mean, while we're here, what I'll do is I'll do what I need to do outside, and I'll walk in with my trousers down with um, instruments in my hand. I don't really care. Instruments okay. in my hand and to the sink and clean up. This has a disastrous ending. Okay, if you lived on a 5,000-acre property where there was no chance of anyone seeing... a massive yard. Do what you got to do. No, you live in the suburbs, mate. You've yeah. got neighbours like 10 metres away. And they're lovely. i got, I got okay, Steve on one the... and Steve on the other. Yeah, you, they, they the love nudity you. Section? They're getting a show every afternoon. One, one of the Steve likes me. I don't think the other one is overly fond. But it's not nothing to do with the peeing in public. Do you not care about what your partner thinks, though? Like, if she finds this really unattractive, which, mm. by the honestly, there's 25 yes. messages. Yep. It's It's... Grading her a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in this instance, no, I don't. I don't care. And I'll probably keep doing it. To my fellow bushweers out there, you keep doing you. It feels good to do it. Takes so away I the novelty if you do it all the time, though. <laughs> it doesn't, though. I'm one with the land. I feel like I'm back it's in my ancestors. It's the washing in the sink thing that's weird Oh, shoot me. I'm a clean person. Just have a shower instead. We need to start one of those rumours about those fish that swim upstream into it. Oh, the urethra <laughs> fish. Yeah, apparently they're in backyards of Queensland. Yeah. Anyway, happy bushweeing. Worth the risk. <laughs> this is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Yesterday, Elliot, we were talking about the spots around Queensland that have been featured in movies and TV shows. You want to do a bit of a Queensland star map like Hollywood. Yep. Unfortunately, it's such a huge line mass to actually get around. I don't know if it can be done in a day, but nonetheless, we got a few great notable places that movies were shot at. And I got a message from a friend. She said that she actually auditioned for a movie that probably a lot of Triple N listeners wouldn't know. It's uh, called Aquamarine. It came out in the early 2000s. It's like a teen movie about a mermaid, basically, yep. that goes to this beach party, meets these girls and, and whatever else. And so it's the Little Mermaid reincarnation. Kind of situation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she said, I actually auditioned to be in the movie Aquamarine and I missed out as an extra. That was going to be my big break. <laughs> I never extra. got into filming anyway. Right. The extra that she was in the movie actually had a few lines. Okay. She was like, I could have been the next big thing. They yep. filmed that movie around uh, Talabudger on the Gold Coast, SeaWorld and whatnot. Mm. I'd like to know, Queensland, I'm one triple three five three. What were you almost famous for? Because according to my mate, yeah. this was going to be her big break. She missed it. Now, as a result, she's an accountant, which is fine. Accountants rock, but could have been a Hollywood actress. And it can be an as big a stretch over and as, over again. as hers. Well, I mean, I once was meant to be in a Battery World commercial. Right. That would have been huge for you. Yeah. One of my f- parents' friends That's your big break. owned Battery yep. World yep. at the time or like a few franchises yep. and they wanted me to be in the ad went to film the TV ad which was I was playing a kid with my parents in the yep. car and the car had broken down yep. brought my little sister along and the casting director was like actually the sister your sister looks a bit more like the parents oh. and I got ditched 
And that ad played for years. Yeah, now you drain me. Yeah, the kids in the back of the car, it's raining, and they call Battery World to get the battery replaced. I mean, I've imagine made, where I could have gone. Probably nowhere, but I, I'm, I made no secret. I got into the Bachelorette Sophie Monk season in 2015, whenever it was. Did you pull out of, of the, the show? show? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. You yep. didn't need to do I that. Did. You did it. I did. You just did it. I did. I did. Moving right along. What were you Sophie almost Monk. famous for? Queensland one triple three five three. Heading to Rocky first. Trina, what was it for you? <laughs> Uh, mine was uh, Lord of the Rings. You were going to be one of the Hobbits? Or I haven't seen these yes. films. Oh. Yes, I was. Um, I went in. They were just looking for people. Uh, I went in for an interview. Uh, I had to say some lines. They said, yep, no worries, we'll call you. And thinking, nah, they won't call. And sure enough, they called while I was in the supermarket. And I was so excited. I left my groceries and I went and found my husband and I had to go down to Wellington. This is in New Zealand. So I had to go to Wellington for a, um, a fitting. So off I went and I was quite excited and um, they said, oh, you've cut your hair. I went, oh, crap. Oh, so that was that. <laughs> oh, no. For an extra yeah. as well, Trina. Was it a speaking role or anything? No, I don't think so. Well, put, a, um, put a wig on you. Yeah, James, well, who is it? James Cameron? Relax a bit, Peter bro. Jackson. Peter Jackson, yeah. that's yeah, right. Yeah, so I was a little bit gutted, but a few of my um, friends, they were in it, and they were um, the bad the bad people, and they were yep. because they had experience riding horses and working with swords. D- did you find, Trina, that you hated the film when you watched it because yeah, they resentment. wronged you? Yeah, <laughs> No, no, I still watched it. Right. And I thought, well, I did think, oh, that could have been me. Yeah. And look at all their long hair. Oh, my gosh. Imagine, <laughs> imagine like, story. Lord of the Rings gets to all the awards ceremony and they're like, look, great film. However, <laughs> there was an extra with kind of shorter yeah. hair that I'd anticipated. Therefore, you don't win the Oscar. On your trainer. That's a great story. Okay, we got another one. Uh, going to Gladstone this time. Helen, what were you almost famous for? Hello, Helen. Hello. How are you? Really well. What's your story? I almost got on Project Runway. The so fashion the, design the show. Yes. <laughs> so I auditioned in Brisbane for it. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get on, but I had Kimberly Busteed as my model who works on, I think it's Weekender on yes. TV. Yeah, she does a bit of Creek to Coast here and there with our mate Creek. Scotty Hillier as well. Yes, yep. And then she went for Miss... Um, Miss World or something. She went in that and went overseas to represent Australia for that. So, so sorry, well. forgive me, Helen. Project, what do you actually do on the show? Are you, do you walk up and down or you design their frocks? I design them. Oh, maybe you okay. need a better looking model like me. You were going to say that to Kimberly Busteed. Don't know who that is. So yes. Yes. I'd take that back straight away. Helen, mm. what, what, like, why was it that you didn't get through? Did they give you feedback on it? No, not really. I just think they had so many entrants. I think it was 7,500 people and they interviewed about 100, I think. So I was happy about getting an audition for that. Shout out. To be fair, we don't remember any of the winners from it. Do you you still do the fashion stuff? You got a fashion shop now or what? I do alterations and mending, but I have done um, uh, 
Design Awards here in Gladstone. Shout out. And, and Lunderberg and won awards for that, for Mate, my design. You didn't need Tim What's-His-Face, yeah, Helen. Stuff, Tim and Helen. You made it on your own. Boobstead, we hate him. Um, all right. I think Heidi Klum was involved in that show. Sure. Of course, the voice referendum. You must vote this weekend, Queenslanders, if you're 18 or over. Uh, Voice.gov.au for more. A wonderful podcast, too, on whatever side of voting uh, you've decided that you are. Uh, The briefing podcast with Tom Tilly on the Listener app has episodes with Noel Pearson for the Yes campaign. Also one with Warren Mundine on the No side of things. Tom Tilly actually joins us this afternoon. Appreciate your time, brother. We thought it was a really great opportunity before people do vote. There's a lot of Queenslanders still not 100% sure what mm. what the yes vote is. So could we break it down, especially for me, I'm an idiot, Tom, in layman's terms <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> well, good to chat to you guys. Yeah, look, it's all coming down to a head. We've been hearing about the voice all year and finally um, that big day is here on Saturday. So basically, you're going to roll up to your voting booth, you know, at your local school or town hall like you would for an election. But this one will be much simpler. There'll be none of those <laughs> annoying um, boxes that you're numbering, one to 100 or whatever. Uh, this will be a yes or no vote. And the question that will be put to you is, a proposed law to alter the Constitution to recognise the first people of Australia by establishing an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Do you approve of this proposed alteration. Um, So that's what we're talking about here, changing the constitution. Um, It's the founding document of our country. Um, It came together in 1901 when all the states banded together to form the Commonwealth. And it's a big deal to change it. And we're changing it to recognise Indigenous Australians um, by establishing this advisory body, The Voice, uh, that will help advise government on what are the right things to do for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders when they're making policies. Tom, what are some of the things that could change if the yes vote is it does go ahead, if it is approved, and what are things that definitely won't but are being touted as possibilities that will? Yeah, well, that's a very complex question because this this body will be able to advise government on on all range of things. So a lot of people have been playing this, oh, could it lead to changing the date? Could it lead to treaty? All these sorts of things. And, I mean, the the truthful answer is yes, potentially it could have an influence on a whole range of things. Um, I think politicians have got tied up in knots trying to rule things in and rule things out. But it says here in the actual proposed change to the Constitution um, that the voice may make representations to the Parliament and the Executive Government on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people. But the government still has the power to say, well, thanks for your advice, but we're not going to follow it. So it's an advisory body. It doesn't have the ultimate power, but it'd be pointless if it didn't have any power whatsoever. The idea of advising you know, our politicians and the leaders of executive government is that they actually listen. So look, it could change a range of things, but through advice. Uh, a lot of the campaigning with the, the yes vote seems relatively simple. Actually, I don't mind saying I'm going to vote yes this Saturday, but I also totally understand there's going to be people that vote no, and, and that's your mm. prerogative as an Australian. Um, the, the Warren Mundine episode you do, do with, uh, which is the no yeah. side of things, uh, he's an Indigenous Australian. For those that don't know, he was mm. part of the Australian Labor Party for a long period of time. What was his argument for that? His argument is that, uh, it'll be another layer of bureaucracy that won't achieve anything. Okay. And and that having a centralised voice in Canberra will disempower other 
more regionally based communities that have their own individual voice. That's his main okay. argument. Mm, okay. And Tom, there are a lot of people I know that are potentially voting no or have expressed to me that they're voting no because they think that this is an opportunity for a land grab uh, mm. and they've pointed out other things like that. In layman's terms, in perfect information only, is that correct? No, that's not correct. And, you know, that's a fear campaign we've seen, you know, many different times um, throughout history when there were big court cases and other political decisions around native title. You know, we already have native title laws in Australia where some lands have been handed back to traditional owners. This is not going to directly change that. This is going to give advice on a whole range of issues. Um, So, you know, to say that it's going to end up in some kind of land grab is just blatantly not true. Well, so just you, you do your research properly. You can start on the, the voice.gov.au website. Listen to the briefing. As I said, whatever side you might be on, you can listen to Noel Pierce and you can listen to Warren Mundine. And we always listen to Tom Tilly because he makes sense. We, we appreciate <laughs> your time. he has a voice like butter. We appreciate your time, brother. <laughs> Come on. Thanks for joining the Rush Hour today. Good on you guys. Talk soon. Live on the listener app too, as is the state of origin. Every single year, of course, you can get it right here. Triple M is the home of footy. And, and Queensland, AB, your beloved state of Queensland is so settled. Billy Slater could end up being one of, if not the greatest state of origin coaches of all time. And our squad as well. They're so yep. young. Yep. So there's yep. only decades more of success, no doubt. Unf- Eight straight again. Unfortunately, my New South Wales Blues are in shambles. We are without a coach heading into the 2024 season. Freddie has stepped down. There's been a lot of names that have been floated out there that could potentially do the job. Uh, And I suppose I'm here today to put my hand up. (laughs) I would like to officially go forward as the head coach. Hey, Mal Meninga hadn't coached at club level. Billy Slater hadn't coached at club level. level I played at club level too. The Ivanhoe's Knights in Cairns. What a side. South Broken Hill. Different club. Here's the thing. Now, I get it, I get it. I might not have the football nuances that maybe I don't have the same rugby league brain that a Billy Slater might have, right? But I don't want to compare myself too much. What I have is life experience. I didn't live in the football bubble that these privileged men grew up in. I've grown up on the streets. What? It's facts. You went to a private school. Yeah, but I didn't do very well. So you know what I mean? She definitely wore shoes at that. I, I would well. throw out this is me. This is the, the the state of origin game plan in the bin because you don't need it anymore. I wouldn't worry about set plays and shots like that. I just call cattle dog every five minutes, which is where people just fight and punch on. What I would do is I'd encourage a battle. It'll be between great for the suspensions post origin. Until Queensland, because they see red, got too many players sent off and we win the game by forfeit. I'd this would be a gig that I feel like I'm tailor-made for. I've always been interested in rugby league coaching. I've signed up to coach juniors at club level uh, next year, but I actually would rather just skip that and get to the main event. I think it makes sense. You know what? That's mm. what great coaches do all the time. They yep. give away the game plan on live radio months exactly. before That's the contest. That's how confident. That's how confident I am. Okay, but wait. Yeah. Being a coach, right? Right. You've you got to like people, Elliot. You don't like people. You don't like groups. <laughs> but, but I love my family, and, and this team would be my family. Okay, and how would you hype them up? Okay. You, you missed a grump, for instance. Yeah. Glad you asked that. So just picture this, right? I've got my seven team members of my team huddled around me. We're about to run out to Suncorp Stadium, the hissing booze of Queenslanders, and I've prepared one of the most original never-heard-before speeches. 
I am Elliot Lovejoy, and I see a whole army of my New South Wales countrymen here in defiance of Queensland tyranny. You've come to fight as free men, and free men you are. But what would you do without freedom? Will you fight? Aye, fight and you may die. Run and you'll live, at least a while. But dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance? Just one chance to come back here and tell our Queensland scumbag enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! We don't need to have everything start at 10pm while you make a colossal speech. We already got rid of bloody Gus Gould's one for that. It's an absolutely original speech, not ripped from (laughs) scene to scene from a great William Wallace film. But, you know, I'm just saying I'm ready and available. They could choose worse. (laughs) On the weekend I watched a film which I argued to my husband was for research purposes. It was shot in Queensland and involved a lot of Queensland people. Delta Goodrum was in it. Uh, We actually chatted to the comedian, uh, Steph Tisdell as well, who starred in the film. She she played the friend slash colleague of Delta Goodrum in this movie. It's called Love is in the Air. Delta Airways, reading you loud and clear. They're sending someone to do an inspection. William. Dana. You must be Mr. Randall's assistant. Chief pilot, actually. Basically, Delta Goodrum is a pilot and she and her father own this little regional pilot service that does trips around, but mostly they're passionate about helping people in the community, doing mail drops and whatever else. Uh, This English bloke comes in, he's a finance dude, and his job is to shut down their airline because it's not making any money. Yada, yada. He's cute. She's single. They fall in love. And obviously... Shock. You can expect the ending that happened. I... Watched the movie in entirety. My husband sat down for a little bit and watched a bit of it and had to walk out because he despised it so much. But this is one of those ones where I'm unashamedly willing to admit mm. that it's the best worst movie I've seen. Oh, so so bad it's good. It's cringe. Yep. But you there was a, a lot of great Queensland scenery. Tick. Mm. But it's shocking, and it will have a really bad rating on IMDb. I have absolutely no doubt about it. But that being said, those movies do need to exist so that we know what's good. And they're addictive to watch. One triple three five three, Queensland, what is the best worst movie? Okay, so a movie that's reviewed so poorly, but when you watch it, you can't help but fall in love. Correct. Okay. And sometimes they're like a guilty pleasure. You'll watch them over and over again, even though you know they're terrible. I I got one of them. I've watched this film maybe 25 times. You know how much I love the original Jaws movie. Well, the fourth Jaws movie was a little bit different. Man's deepest fear has risen again. Jaws, the revenge. This time, it's personal. So, Not the 3D one, right? That's no, so the 3D one. It's in um, SeaWorld and it roars. That's bad too, and I still like this. This one's even worse. So the concept of Jaws the Revenge, it goes back to all the original cast and the wife of the original guy, Brody, is the main character in this one. Her son gets eaten by a shark and then she escapes with her other son to the Bahamas because it's all too much for her and the shark 
because it can pick up sonar on this woman swims from near Boston to the Bahamas and eats people there. It ends so up getting realistic plotline. It's the worst fake shark you ever seen in your life, and it gets impaled on a boat to end it. Oh. It but but it's so bad it's good. I love it. I think you do need them sometimes. Yep. I read a quote once that said yep. smart people like dumb things. Yeah, because you can turn your brain off. Exactly. It right. turns your brain off. Yep. No shame. Queensland. Killer clowns from outer space. What's the best one? worst movie mm. you've ever seen? Yep. Sweet Home Alabama. I don't mind that. Okay. A little bit of a chick flick occasionally. I watch that in the background. I've seen it 10,000 times. Mm. I know that it's not going to win an Oscar. It's it's not highly regarded, but it's the crap that you love. CQ Fest Gladstone. Tamara, what's yours? Grace 2. Oh, no. Michelle Pfeiffer, isn't that? Absolutely. What's the storyline tomorrow? Because it wraps up in a neat little bow after the first one. Oh, I don't know. It's all about the bikes, though, at this time. Instead of cars, it's the motorbikes. I mean, yeah, like flying off into the distance in a flying car was definitely a solid yeah. ending. It didn't feel like there you was any come opening. Back from that. So, so tomorrow, what makes this one garbola but still enjoyable? Oh, the music, the moves, right. the whole the whole storyline yeah. is just fantastical. Okay. Um, I must admit that I do know probably more than of the moves than I should. <laughs> and every time I do watch it, I may throw out a few, which is to the high disgust of my teenage son. <laughs> hey, it got six out of ten on IMDb, uh, which tomorrow. isn't shocking, Tamara. We'll right. go to Townsville now. David, what's your worst best movie? Um. John Carter. And look, I found it to be a great movie and had a big budget Disney movie back in the day. I think the reason it bombed at the box office because the actors at the time were unknown. Um, but the movie itself was really well done. Um, and, yeah, I think it scored pretty low through on Tomatoes and that IMDb. But, yeah, and to add insult injury, they reckon they were going to make a second one, which never happened. But, no, I reckon... <sighs> Yeah, really, really good movie. American but, science fiction action adventure. Got 6.6 out of 10. Yeah. Will and Defoe's shocking. It? Yeah, Defoe. On you, David. All right. And then again, and Dominic West. I, He's great. I don't know if these count because they still write well. I, I, I want a movie that's so bad, so detestable. What did Love Is in the wonderful. Air get? I don't know. Jason in Mackay joins us next. The best of the worst. A movie that is so bad it's good. What do you got? I got a Aussie classic. Bad Boy Bubby. It's not a great name, Jason. Can you tell us a bit about the uh, premise yeah, of the movie? Yeah, well, I can. It's First of all, it's an Australian film, and you, you really it's one of those ones that it's a little bit sick and twisted, but you've got to keep watching to the end. It turns out that Bubby is a 30-year-old boy that his mother tells him if he goes outside, he's going to get dusted with gas. So every time she walks outside, she's got a gas mask on. And then he waits inside for her to come home, and she says, now don't move, be still. And she says, if you move, Jesus will get you. So it ends up, he he has a, a pet cat, which he wraps cling wrap around it, and it goes stiff after about a week, and he can't work it out. Anyway, he ends up cling wrapping his mother and his father, and they oh. die. So he ends, up, he ends up going outside and with the gas mask, and he becomes the the lead singer in a rock and roll band. This it's movie really... has a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, it I does. tell you what. Yeah. I I well, it's that sort yeah. of twisted. You have to watch it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because the number Bubby. one Google search for yeah. Bad Boy Bubby is what is the point yeah. of Bad Boy Bubby? <laughs> 
It, I don't know if it's on my list, but apparently it's on Amazon 7. Prime. 7.3 out of 10. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, Jason, while we got you, and whilst they've been packaged up, we're going to sort you out with some magic manure from our steer wombat. It's coming your way. Congratulations. Oh, you beauty. Thank you. Just what you always wanted. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. The Pacific Championships kick off this weekend in International Rugby League. Uh, tickets for as low as $35 via nrl.com forward slash tickets for the adults. Uh, the men, it's Australia taking on Samoa. Uh, for the women's, the Jillaroos, the Aussie Jillaroos take on New Zealand. And joining us now, part of that Aussie setup for the first time ever. This woman has an unbelievable resume. She's already, I'm told, the best mechanic to be in. Mackay. Uh, she was outstanding for the North Queensland Cowboys in their first ever season. Got her first call up to the Queensland State of Origin setup, and as we mentioned, first time involved with Australia. Emma Manslerman, good afternoon. Hello, how are you? Really well. What's this year been like for you? A bit of a whirlwind, so many achievements. Yeah, definitely. I was actually saying that not long ago. I was like, this year's been a big year, and then I got a phone call for um, this team. So, yeah, even bigger. <laughs> Emma, I, I mean, like, yeah, just to list a few things, obviously, inaugural Cowboys selection. You played Origin for the first time ever. Player of the Year and Players Player as well at the Cowboys Awards night and, and now the the Gillaroos call-up. What else is on the vision board? Like, what more could you possibly achieve? Is there something in mechanics, which is obviously a side hustle, that you uh, are eyeing off as well? Um, I don't think so. Anything at this stage. Obviously, Gillaroos is the ultimate goal but um i cracked the squad this year i guess um but probably the only other thing that i could possibly want or hope to achieve is probably deli m <laughs> next year like that for um, sure hey emma a special week of training for you guys uh, you went up to my old beautiful home of thursday island the best place on earth what was that like and, and what were you guys doing up there yeah, no, we did. It was so exciting. Uh, we didn't actually know where we were going, so it was oh. all a big surprise. Um, so we all met in Cairns, and then we still didn't know where we are going until we uh, yeah, checked in and it said Horn Island on our um, boarding pass. So we flew in there on Saturday and then um, spent the day at Horn Island on Saturday but then went across to TI on um, Sunday and just um, engaged with the community. We had a training session um, and then we had a, a local cook-up, a local feed, and then, yeah, headed back over to Horn Island and flew back to Townsville on Monday. I mean, I've spoken to you about this before. You said that it was wonderful to start to actually be recognised as a professional NRLW player on the streets of Townsville where you're living, playing for the Cowboys. Is that recognition for Australia as well being picked up, particularly when you're in areas like that? Yeah, I guess so. I think they just recognise you from being a cowboy and then see your face, obviously, in a in a Jillaroos training kit or Jillaroos jersey. Um, but, yeah, no, it's still it's still cool to hear your name being called out and people recognising you, yeah. Emma, how good is your opposition this weekend? That, that New Zealand side, my favourite player is Shanice Parker. She lines up from uh, Mele Hufunga. I don't know how you try and oh tackle her. I'm not, I'm not how do you survive to you. it? Yeah. <laughs> how good are they? How strong are they? Yeah, no, those pair, um, they're definitely very strong uh, centres. But um, I think we just got to um, get two in the tackle and, like, number up on mm. on our man and, yeah, try and shut them down early. 
Well, it's going to be an awesome weekend of footy. As we said, nrl.com forward slash tickets. If you want to head along to a double header in Townsville, that, of course, was Emma Manzelman, superstar of the game. It is very cool watching her rise. Uh, a reminder, the women's game will be first, followed by the men's. It is set to be an unbelievable afternoon. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. <laughs> I would like to cancel the Mexican wave. TikTok. Hiking is done. People that go into caves. I don't want to sound like an old man, but live in the moment. It's disgusting. You're an idiot. It's time for Elliot to discredit and disown anything that brings people joy. Yeah, look, there's some jobs on this planet no one wants to do, like being a parking inspector or the complaint section of a bank. Being the fun police drill sergeant, not something I wanted to do, but it's been thrusted upon me. By yourself. We cancelled terrible things across this state. Water parks, we got rid of them last week, we, which is great. We? Sorry. What? You, you are my... I'm not in the force. You are my constables. No, I didn't you. elect. I didn't pass the psych test. I'm sure of it. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, this week, and I don't... I don't mean to attack something that's so close to home for you, Luke, but your whole personality is the fact that you like running. You go for a 5K (laughs) a day. That's your thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, this week I'm having to ban running in Queensland (laughs) moving forward. But What about (laughs) jogging? No, that's gone too. Obviously, I don't do things for no reason, so so hear me out. Running is an elitist sport. Running is a sport for people like you that have perfect hair and perfect teeth that think they're better than everybody else. Have you ever met a runner that looks like a normal, nice, everyday human being? No. They've always got matching active wear and the expensive AirPods in because why? They are out of touch with the common man. Their behaviour is just the way they move. They think that they're better than everyone else and that's not what this state is all about. Wait, wait, wait. If runners you think are better than everyone because they have all the expensive gear, where yeah. do you put cyclists, man? Because that's actually yeah. really expensive. No, because they're low-hanging fruit. They're low-hanging fruit. Everyone goes after cyclists. I'm leaving them alone. People have already <laughs> cancelled them. Today, runners join them, though. And and when you think about it, the, the height of running is people that do Ironmans and marathons. What other sport on this planet do you shit your pants on purpose and keep on running? None. You guys are lunatics. You shouldn't be part of society. Walk. You'll lose weight doing the same thing. My physio told me that once. It takes longer. So walk less. Well, then you don't do it. You as move fast what for no if reason. Fundamentally, yeah. they're training for one day that they need to run away from, I don't know, a bear. But we can. If if a bear came right now, I could run. Yeah, I but don't he want would to. run better. I would because have he a higher chance of survival. No, because you. you don't sprint. And this is the last point I'll make on runners because we have got to roll on out of here tonight. Me, literally, because I'm bigger than you. You're a fit wanker because you run. <laughs> the last point I make on runners is you guys always run somewhere that's very public. Runners will never run in silence in hidden they bits do, of the on woods the or whatever. No, they don't. Yes, what, they do. What's trail tra- runners once again, do. They're not going to run in the woods because tra- of the bears. Treadmill. There's no bears in Australia. The treadmill's at the gym. You're showing off there. Most people I know run in the most public place in oh, town. Oh, okay. So wait, where? Okay, you know you're into boxing. Yeah. Where do you do that in a I cupboard? I box in no, silence. You're going to do some charity match. You keep telling us about it. I'm going to fight. I'm really going to fight. And trail in front runners of people. literally choose the most remote trails where there where, no okay, one else is. Okay, Luke, where do you normally run? I run along like public pathways. Exactly, very public pathways yeah. because you want people to see you because no. you think you're better than us, which is I mean, why you're If you, you had his calves, would your you? mic is off. Your mic is off. Runners are done. <laughs> You're buried, good, done forever. Treadmills in the bin. I'd rather mammals. I'd rather bike riders. Dead set. You all think you're better than the rest of us. Okay, have a great night. Make it look easy with sports bet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.